welcome to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, yoga and well-being. And today my special guest is Juliet Caraman. And Juliet is a certified mind and body coach on and expert on relationships, sensuality, healing, trauma and body shame. And she specializes in the reinvention of the most intimate relationship in life, the one you have with yourself, a lady in my own heart, <laughs> with courses, coaching, VIP experiences and retreats. So Juliet has guided and mentored thousands of women to over the past decade and a half, rewriting the relationship with self, self-confidence, their bodies, mind, and spirit, using her unique rapid release, rewire, and restore methods. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. That's all right. So yeah, <laughs> exciting to talk to you. Um, how did you kind of get into what you're doing now? Like, what's your story? behind it all so funny someone was just asking me to write about that I'm like what in like 200 words I don't know how to do that <laughs> but so, so I'm uh, I'm Dutch originally and I've been living in the UK for let me see which child 20 almost 24 years wow um right so it's been been a long time and I had four kids in under three years time so it was like yeah, you know, all condensed in that. So two of my kids were dyslexic, so really struggled in the British school system. So that got me onto a fast track of psychology and trying to find out how I can help my own kids. Well, yeah, if you're a parent, not that easy to help your own kids. I was really good at helping other kids on the spectrum and with learning disadvantages. Um, and then fast forward, um, I got divorced from my husband, although I love him dearly. We're just better apart and we're, we're really good co-parents. Yeah? Our kids are now in the early 20s. Um, I went straight back into a pattern of overgiving. I mean, anyone else an overgiver here, right? Oh, yeah. We kind of learn from, from really early on that you know, our actions are why people love us, not just because we are, right? And um, so I went back into a relationship this time with a man with three daughters. So we had seven children between the two of us. Wow. <laughs> Fast forward, house together, seven bedrooms. Everyone had their own bedroom. Everyone had different holidays, different schools, different personalities. And my body just kind of said, hey, if you're not going to listen, we're going to make you listen. So I started fainting. Oh, wow. I spent nine months in and out of hospitals. Doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. Uh, heart monitor implanted, brain scans every week. And it was like, oh, you are giving so much of your life or your chi that, you know, there's nothing left for this body to actually run on. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my drop down to like, like really like bottom moment where it's like, oh. I have to change something. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm sure not everyone needs to get to this point where you actually, you know, cannot move forward. But I hear more and more stories that actually a lot of people get to that point to get burnout or, or you know, their body or or their psyche just kind of says, hey, stop. Yeah. There's yeah. more to moving than this. That's true. That's awful. That's really bad. But yeah. And then when you start to listen to your body, you then actually think, oh, actually, it's telling me something, but I'm ignoring it. And it really is trying to tell me something. Completely. And then fast forward, I found my way into a lot of personal development, um, started co-leading this um, conscious sexuality um, movement in the UK. And it was more that I went to one of their workshops and they drew a line on the floor with tape and the questions started building up and the questions were like, hey, who's ever had their heart broken? Who's ever felt hurt? You know, and everyone moved over the line. I was like, oh, great. I'm not the only one. And then the questions got more and more and more difficult. Who's ever been sexually assaulted? Who's ever been this, that? And it was just like just the whole empathy, right? The Renee, Renee Brown was talks about the me too movement before the me too yeah. movement got you know hijacked right. by, by the whole sexual assault but where it was really like oh me too so when we shine a light on that it's like we're not the only one out there but there are other people like us then it doesn't feel so lonely and it doesn't feel like you're the only one that has to deal with this yes so that's how it all started and from there on um my sister became terminally ill, so I I had led this movement, brought the first coaching program to London. Uh, yeah, it was incredible helping so many other people. And then she got massively ill, so I went to Holland to be with her until she transitioned. And then fast forward a year later, my father and then my mother. So it's like oh, wow. three years were, were, you know, like I think, yeah, it was less than three years, three of my, my family members transitioned, wow. and I kind of like, stayed with them until the end and help them help them move over so kind of like do that so so you learn that you know there's a lot more to life than just the joy and and funness but you can actually be turned on and be in your your fullness of who you are at every point in deep and in deep joy that's amazing that's just awful and then I suppose did you use the tools and techniques that you had kind of learned from when they transitioned to to now to help your clients because you were really like stuck in that point I suppose of I don't know your your body's just breaking down and watching them move across must have been yeah awful as well but then knowing what to do for yourself helped you Completely. And it was funny, right? Because it was like little breadcrumbs have been left for me. It's like, oh, what's the next step? And then all of a sudden I was doing sacred medicine and shamanic journeys. And, you know, I sat on the top of a hilltop for for two weeks without food and water and doing, (laughs) you know, vision quests. I'm like, how? You know, you kind of look back. It's just like this, like, poor kids living Notting Hill to Saturn and what happened here <laughs> but it was always the right step and I don't know I just trust it so yeah. this one point I went and did the um, shamanic journey and I remembered my near-death experience from when I was 18 months old and I remember telling my sister this I'm like hey did you fish me out of a moat and she's like yeah you were you were you're dead we had to like you know we wow. had to get you to life I'm like 
Yeah, I remembered it when I did this. This like I was going through a dark tunnel back into the light and becoming one. So when she was in hospital, I told her about that. We we discussed, and you know, we we kind of like talked about all the things I used, all the all the methods on my hypnotherapy, all the things that I'd learned on her so that she could actually also feel at peace. And then the day before she died, she's like, hey, Beam is my my nickname. She's like, hey, Beam, can I go to the light? I was like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, it was the right thing so that I could help her with that. Yeah. My father had dementia and, um, and I knew that he was going to pass over. So I came to Belgium, I think on New Year's Day or something. Yeah. I called the doctor and said, hey, you know, come on, we need to do something here. He, yeah, Because he wanted to commit euthanasia, but couldn't because yeah. his mother wasn't there anymore. I said, he's you know, the six foot two guy gone down to 40 kilos. Wow. And he's not there anymore. I said, I think it's now time to actually just you know, do something about it. And miraculously, he woke up. So I said, Dad, this is what's going to happen. His his whole demeanor was like, oh, thank God. Because they had written it into their will, saying that they wanted right, to okay. measure. So he was completely lucid, took his last breath. And it was, yeah, you could just oh. see they became one again. It was like, yeah. And then you know, six months later, my mom committed euthanasia. So I had to use wow. again. But it was like, oh, okay. So me having done that one secret yes journey actually helped three people pass over yeah that's incredible that's amazing and then with the clients that you work with now how how do you use coming back to like your self-belief and things like that because a lot of people especially with i work with as well and you do as well like past trauma keeps them stuck in like I don't know in like a space that they just can't move past and and my um a family member actually I won't say she is but a family member is stuck right now but it's they need to address that they are stuck before they obviously need help and you can say all these things but it's up to them to do that isn't it completely and I think also if you just think about the words you just use they need no one yes. needs anything but it's yeah it gets yeah. to point where you're like oh I can't carry on like this anymore. I yeah. want to change. All right. Just like, like I'm a little bit finicky about, about words, but also like, because yeah. you made me do this. He made me feel. It's like, no one can make you feel anything. They can have you feel a certain way. Yes. But, like, but it's like when you, you know, it's, it's when you feel. Yeah. And that's it. That's my company is called Feel Fully You. And it was like, and I have to laugh because every time I'm like, huh. <laughs> like oh God, I can't I want to feel full of you right how do I feel and it's like oh I shove everything under the carpet I don't want to feel but that's it right it's like yeah. if we're stuck it's it's like sometimes we need to get to a point that it's like I am so over this yeah. I just don't want this anymore yeah. I really want to change myself and it's really yeah. easy as an outsider to see that yeah but the first step has to be the person themselves. Yes. Either they reach out and they start looking. I mean, there's so much on the internet, right? I mean, there are incredible shows like yours. There, there are beautiful podcasts. There's, there's so much on Instagram. There's so many accounts that you can follow, TikTok, whatever. You know, you have everything, or the books, or the courses, or actually seeing someone in person. But it's that first step. It's like, hey, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to yeah. be in that continual loop 
of being stuck, of not knowing what I want. So the first step towards self-love, as I always say, is awareness. Yes. So to start becoming aware of a pattern. Yeah. Like, oh, I am in a pattern. Is it even mine? Right. Yeah. You can journal on it. There's so many different ways that you can start becoming aware of what's happening in your life. Because yeah, 99% of the people are just like spinning in yeah. their like nine to five jobs and like this is how we have to do it. And don't even take a breath to notice what's happening in their body, what's yeah. happening in their psyche. That's so true. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety, and stress with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from, as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing self-taught academy journey this is a self-taught 14-day course that you can take at your own pace everything if it is getting too much for you you are struggling with your relationships you're struggling with life this is one course that you need in your life you will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship you will learn how to use eft tapping method for you to feel completely stress-free you will use breath work you will know how to sleep better have self-care and nutrition you will learn yoga techniques movement exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you you will also learn how to communicate with your partner better and there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best relationship with your partner and yourself so come on over onto the insight timer meditation app it is free to download just search it wherever you download your apps from and i will see you there especially when when you are really really busy like with you you work with professional women so do i they're just constantly working all the time and then they're just thinking i can't do this i haven't got this but then your body starts to break down and yeah you get pain somewhere and you just throw yourself loads of tablets and that doesn't work <laughs> like no come back to your body but I think a lot of it is limiting beliefs as well or what you've been taught as a child yeah. and that's no one's fault it's just that that's what they were taught so they're teaching you and it kind of stems from that I think as well half the time like trauma especially with you with with your when you were 18 months old completely right and but you also just see how if we think back at animals, when they've had a fright, they shake or they run or they, they, they get it through, right? So they actually complete the trauma cycle. Yeah. What we do when we have a car accident, we, you know, we get out of the car. It's like, are you okay? It's like, you know, we're in England. It's like, oh, I'm so terribly sorry. <laughs> but, you know, we start apologizing for stuff and, it, and, yeah. and then we may exchange numbers or, or policy numbers or whatever. 
But what happens is when that trauma, and what I mean with trauma is anything that happened too soon or too fast for your psyche or body to mm -hmm. respond to, to actually um, handle, that gets stuck. And that gets stuck in the body. And then it creates disease, right? And this is what it's like for, for, for especially women. You know, we have families, we have jobs, we have careers. We want to make an impact. Yeah. And then we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah, we've heard the whole crusade on self-care, but, you know, people think it's manicures and taking baths and getting yeah. a massage <laughs> and that can all be part of it. Yeah. But, you know, one of the biggest things for me for self-care is and what I've been teaching my clients is just to know your no. Yeah. Know that no is a full sentence. It's not no because, but it's like, yeah. no, really start noticing where do we say yes all the time when we actually mean a no and where have we been like sponges like yeah up to the age of two we, we just <laughs> take everything up and um what our parents told us what society has told us and even even things about like sexuality sensuality what have we been taught about that what have we been taught about pleasure that it always has to be sexual but if just yeah, yeah enjoying sunlight on your skin yeah a beautiful rose isn't that pleasure but it gets so hijacked by what other people think of it so yeah, yeah so it's definitely the patterns that we start looking at and um, it's it's just so interesting to see how when people take just one or two minutes a day yeah and doing a body reveal, really doing a body scan, noticing what's happening, where your breath is falling. What, what are some of the sensations that you're feeling? What's the temperature? Is there a contraction or an expansion? What's the weight of it? And so often we're not taught this at all. We're just like, yeah. I'm anxious. I'm like, what is an anxiousness? What does that feel like in your body? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, how do you expect me to understand that? <laughs> but if you say, hey, I have this feeling, there's this tight, tightness in my chest. It feels like a pressure. It feels like, like the weight of a brick. And it's static. It's actually just staying there. And it's like heavy. And it almost feels like dark red and in color. And it's slightly metallic. And if I give you that, you're like, okay, I can experience what that experience is like or is for you in my body and that's what we all want we want more connection right yeah yeah and that kind of goes back to intuition but a lot of people don't really use their intuition or their gut instinct kind of the same thing that you yeah you talk about it but you don't actually in, oh, i don't know embody it in a way a lot of people don't really oh there's that word again but i don't really know what it means and yeah <laughs> it's quite funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny right but that's the whole thing my um my business partner and I we we set up um, an academy called the embodied leadership academy because we both come across so many psychiatrists and psychologists and therapists and coaches that are amazing but that don't really embody their work so that yes. means that they're very much in their nogging as she calls it and, <laughs> and they don't actually I mean they'll talk but they don't really, they don't really put their actions where, where their words are, right? Yeah. It's not like, like, you know, because with some people you come to them and you're just like, oh, I feel safe with that person. Yeah. 
It's like your body just knows how to relax because their energy is regulating your energy. Yeah. Your whole nervous system is like, oh, I can just take a breath in. And then there are lots of people that don't have that. And then yeah. I say, but how do you package this? How do you, how can you package feeling safe with someone? It's like, this is the embodiment piece, right? This yeah. is where, you know, you don't have to do anything, but be yourself and then people co-regulate to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that they can be themselves. And that is a struggle to be yourself because of society or whoever your caregivers were and things like that. You can't feel that you can be yourself. And actually I had a Reiki session last year with a friend and she said that I can see that you've got all this stuff that you want to get out into the world, but you're in like a, a dog crate that the gates mm. open, but you're stuck in there and you can't get out. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm going to work on myself to do that. And then, yeah, two, two weeks, three weeks down the line, I thought, well, oh, my words, that's amazing. But it's actually taking on board what other people had said and then, yeah, embodying it to become that the amazing best version of yourself. But isn't it funny, right? We are our worst enemies. Yes. <laughs> we, we are. We, we, and if you think about me, William said, he says, you know, you're powerful. You're more powerful than you ever believe. You know, the person <laughs> that's actually, we create our reality. And that's, you know, our words, our thoughts, all of that really makes a lot of difference. Yeah. What we think, what we attract. Yeah, it's not so much that we can only be in the positive all the time, right? And only yeah. affirmations like "Oh, I will be rich and I am yeah. wonderful" <laughs> and this and that. It's it's great. And there's the flip flop side. There's the world of duality. And if we push against something that we don't want to be, say like we don't want to be poor, like anything, not to be poor. I don't want to feel that. And yeah. then I want to feel rich. So I'm just going to be like rich, rich, rich what and I'm gonna, I'm going to be rich and I am you know powerful manifester and whatever you know but yeah I've done all the stuff <laughs> and then it's it's kind of like oh but there's charge right so there's excess charge so either you don't want to be something and you want to pull towards the other it's like but if we can be all of it so yeah. that's why I do a lot of polarity work with my um with my clients so that the charge to like pulling or or pushing against that that kind of disappears and then we step into that fullness of who we are and then it's like oh then attracting the thing to us becomes yeah. much easier i mean this is how all of a sudden i manifested a client out of nowhere that i'd never actually met wow send me a, send me a text message saying can i have your link to pay for a full year and then you know, I just my prices to 100k so I was like <laughs> okay how does that work but yes that's incredible yeah definitely and I suppose the the more that you embody the relationship with yourself then it all spreads out and and it becomes easier in your other relationships especially with I don't know like a, a partner relationship or a family member sometimes you just think no i'm now this other person and i'm not gonna let you get to me so much easier it's funny right because i mean i had four kids in under three years time right so crazy <laughs> you can imagine my, my nervous system i was kind of frazzled you know living yeah. in a new country new city like ah. 
<laughs> um, and then all the four kids in between it. And I just realized that that, you know, because I was so overgiving, I was angry underneath that. Yes. I was short-tempered. Uh, and I just didn't spend a lot of time on on myself. Yeah. And this is what I see in most of my clients. They're like, you know, they love their life and there's something missing. So either yeah. they binge Netflix or they shop too much or they drink too much or they have too much sex or they have something, you know, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. something. And it's like, oh, that is actually because deep down, I should be feeling absolutely happy with my life and I am, but it feels like there's something missing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And do and you feel guilty about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. And then do you do or get your clients to do meditation and like embodying how these feelings come up within their meditations? I take them through a lot of hypnotherapy and oh, there are four, four methods, which is basically yeah. any experience has four elements. If we bring it down all the way, it's an image, a thought, a body sensation and an emotion. And if we can actually duplicate those four elements, then we move through them because we know that the only way to get out of something is to move through it and not to shove it under the carpet I didn't see that that's not me that's me that's not me I'm you know I'm a wonderful <laughs> manifesto I'm not that <laughs> to really feel it so yes they do that um I've worked with a lot of people that have lost their children to suicide oh, wow. so I've, I've had some you know some pretty intense clients that yeah have had massive trauma and then just say like what's the point what's yeah. the point of living you know what kind of joy is there and then to really bring it down to the tiniest little things what's the joy that you can find right now yeah and a lot of them have actually gone on and done some beautiful things for um for for young adults in crises to, Amazing. to set up, you know, some charities and, and and do some things that they can help themselves and they can yeah. help they, they couldn't help their child but that was their dharma right that was yeah life works so now they know that they can help others yeah yeah oh wow that must be so I don't know, exhilarating in a way to get them to move through this massive trauma but then, yeah, to come out completely the other side and be different, but also helping someone else that might not end up doing that. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Completely. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really good. And um, what are like three, two or three takeaway points from today's conversation? Oh, I would say what I teach most of my clients when they come on board with me private or in, in groups is put a timer on your phone for three times a day for 90 seconds and you can't tell me that no one's got you know three times 90 seconds yeah right <laughs> so in the 90 seconds take a breath close your eyes take a breath and just notice where your breath lands and really just put a bit of attention on that part of your body yeah so okay what's happening what's happening in the body and kind of see is there an image that's coming up go ahead and see that image is there a thought what's the body sensation go back to the body sensation and then notice is there an emotion what's the emotion and then to actually 
feel it, to fully experience it. Because experiencing your emotions doesn't take more than 90 seconds before a new one, something else pops up. And this is what I call content because that's the monkey mind, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, put attention on it. This is really how it works. And that's one of my, my really early courses is called Feel, just how you learn how to feel into yourself for 15 minutes a day. And then all of a sudden how that changes your whole trajectory. So that's one of my first ones. I would say that definitely do that three times a day. You can do 90 seconds, right? Second, and then become aware of the patterns. Yes. When you start having a thought, kind of think about it. It's like, oh, is that really mine? Why is it becoming up in my, why is it coming up in my awareness? Do I need to do something with it? Is it mine? Is it not mine? Brain dump really works well for like 10 minutes in the morning. Just write your, your, your things down. And then I would say the third one is gratitude. It's finding the beautiful things of what is beautiful in my life right now. You know, especially in partnerships. What is What do I love about my partner? You know, because after 20 years, you might not love what you used to love about him <laughs> anymore. But the brain cannot stay in two states at the same time. So that's how we start rewiring new patterns into your into your brain. It's like by being grateful. And it's a great way to do this with kids as well. I used to do this yeah. with my kids when they were a bit younger. Um, five things at night. It's like, okay, five new things. What are you grateful for? And they're like, oh, come on, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then you can move it on to like five qualities that you love about yourself, which is much more difficult for people yeah that's true yeah yeah because you're taught to not ever talk about yourself or yeah open up about yourself and how you feel yeah oh that's really interesting i'm gonna do that because we normally do um my children are nine and five and or nearly six and we always do good bits and bad bits so we always start with bad bits what was your bad bit and talk about your bad bit and then end on a good bit like what was your good bit today so i suppose that's kind of still being a gratitude but yeah i'm gonna change that i'm gonna do that and it's really cool so at, at that age you can also then say what's one thing that you love about yourself and what's one quality that you love about yourself and then change that every day and then after a while, it's like, what's one quality that you love about mommy or about daddy or about your sister, or about your brother? And they're like, and that's usually easier to do. Yeah. Than talking about yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm kind. But at your age, at the age that they're at, maybe they're, they're still okay. Like, yeah, I'm a great yeah. painter or I'm, I'm really kind to people or, you know. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so lovely. I've really, really enjoyed it. And what's your uh, website or your social media channels? Where can we find you? Excuse me. My website is called feelfullyyou.com. There are lots of, um, there's a whole page of free resources and there are a whole bunch of courses. There's some VIP options, how to work with me um, for VIP weekends or, or things. And then my social media is Juliet Caraman, so double T-E, French spelling, and then Caraman, K-A-R-A-M-A-N, on both Facebook and Instagram, and slowly getting onto LinkedIn, but <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that the emphasis is on slowly. Yes. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook is at the moment where I post most of my things. Oh, amazing. Oh, thank you. It's been really, really good. I've loved it. Amazing. I've had a great time. Thank you. 
Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Bye.